0: The guys from Ping, they've kind of shown me how much the equipment matters. I just love that I can hit any shot I kind of want.
1: We're going to be able to tell some fun stories about what goes on here to help golfers play better golf.
0: Welcome back to the Ping Proving Grounds podcast. I'm Shane Bacon. That is Marty Jertz. And Marty, you're in the Ping Putting Lab, which is good for today. Because um, you know what? I think it's time to talk about the thing people don't like to practice, the thing people don't like to talk about and focus on, but the most yep. important part of golf and that is in fact rolling the rock on the greens um putting is uh instrumental in good or bad rounds for every single golfer no matter their handicap
1: yeah absolutely shane i mean it's like putting's one of those things where i mean the everyday golfer might not be able to hit a, a tee shot like cameron champ you know but for one hole and one round you can out putt the pj tour player you know, and it's the most variable skill. I think that's what makes putting very tough. Like some days you could be, I mean, even on the PGA tour, I mean, I mean, look at Scotty Scheffler lately, right? I mean, or, or these guys out there that are having like high variance in putting ball striking can stay consistent. Your putting can be very, very variable. And I think that's what weighs on the psychology of the golfer.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, again, it, you, you can do so many things. You get on the green. And it's like your mindset changes. It's a different skill set. I mean, the golf swing and power and finesse and cut the ball yep. or hook the ball. And then you get on the greens and it's just about getting it in. And you can put cross handed. You can cut. You can putt with a long putter. You can arm lock. You can do so many different variations of rolling the rock. It's just which one gets the ball in the hole the fastest. What's your relationship been like over the years with putting? Do you consider yourself a good putter, a mediocre putter, a bad putter at times? Like, have you messed with a lot of different iterations of putting? What's been your relationship
1: with this part of the game? Man, Shane, I feel like I'm at the thera- at, a, at a therapist or something get right you now You asked me that question. <laughs> but I, I bet every golfer would have that reaction. You know, you start asking me that question. I mean, I get like, oh, man, I remember my highs and my lows. I think I'm a streaky – I mean, sadly, I would say I'm like a very streaky putter. I think when I'm putting – when I'm putting good, I remember around last year, my home course over a wildfire, I shot 62 and I made everything and putting is so easy. Uh, I had the line, the speed, the reads, everything like perfect. I was like, well, this i got putting salt. And then like a two weeks later, I'm putting terrible. So um, yeah, I think over the years, uh, I've really tried to improve and study and bring in. I think today we can have a little conversation of that marriage of like, you know, the art of putting and the science of putting. I mean, right. I have I try to improve the things you can try to be better at day to day. And the big one is like green reading and targeting strategy. So I kind of think of these buckets in putting like green reading, targeting strategy. Then there's your your start line and your speed. And that's where we can really influence that with putter fitting and which putter you're playing. So I've tried to get better at the green reading side so that I know this other stuff is going to vary day to day.
0: When you're talking to an average player that comes into the putting lab and has questions about their putting or they're looking for a new putter or they're wanting to get fit into a putter, are there questions that you guys like to ask off the bat just to get a feel for what they think about their putting because we give away a lot of secrets about our golf games by simply getting questions asked, like you said, about laying on the couch or I feel like I'm in a therapy (laughs) session. You know, I'm one of those people, like, I've always considered myself a streaky putter as well, just like what you're saying, Marty. And then you'll talk to your buddies and they go, oh, man, you're a great putter. And you go, well, if this guy thinks I'm a good putter, why do I think I'm a streaky putter, right? Like, there's questions that we can ask or conversations that we can have that can explain what type of putter certain people are.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Shane. I mean, one, one thing we, th- we see in the statistics is that, you know, my bad putting round, I mean, when I played the Phoenix Open, I, the first round, I literally was the worst I've ever putted. And I was minus four strokes gained. And I'm seeing Scotty Shuffler and some of these other guys on the tour be minus four strokes gained once right. in a while. I'm like, hey, man, that must feel really bad to them. So my <laughs> minus four strokes gained, though, is... Is still would be putting like a single like a good single digit handicapper, you know what I mean? So there's there's that relativity that happens with skill, and and that not only applies to tee shots, but that applies to putting as well. Someone comes into the lab, we start wanting to help them improve their putting, and that's our ultimate goal. And we can really do that through putter fitting. Is asking some of those questions like, you know, what are their strengths and weaknesses? Are they better? Are they you know good at lag putting or not? Do they struggle with short putts or not? Do they tend to miss more left or more right or not? And not everybody knows the right answers to those questions, but you can at least get to kind of dig in. You know, give you some clues, Shane, and that's what fitting is all about. You're you're kind of building this mountain of evidence to get to the final solution. That that can give you some clues into what might be going on with that player or to their inner psychology that you can really help them with. And then we start layering on some of the science measurement. So the other good news is that some, some people, a lot of people are tracking their putting stats. Again, we've kind of talked about that in a few of our previous pods is like, where can you kind of marry in the right way? You don't want to go all stats, you know, on everything. You want to have that interview with the player, ask them those questions. But if you can also look at their stats and corroborate or compare, c- contrast the two, you can start to get a more click clear picture of where we might be going and where, where we can really help them.
0: Marty the the kind of the iterations of fittings it, it really fascinates me because i mean i i wasn't you know playing competitive golf or wasn't old enough when it was you know persimmon wooden head but i was you know in high school and into college when they weren't interchangeable shafts you know i mean you guys yes. would have 50 drivers on the range and if you wanted an x shaft like this it had to be glued into that head and if you wanted a yep. stiff shaft like with this it had to be glued into the head i mean you couldn't just flip them in and flip them out and obviously all of that stuff has changed now it's gone into irons and now you guys have more scientific and AI technology to help you guys in terms of fittings we've talked about gapping on this podcast already when did putting when did the science of fitting players with putters kind of become a thing for ping? because I am imagining years ago it was we have these four models and these are kind of what you can go out and use and now obviously behind you, I mean that what is it, granite or marble behind you? And it's I mean, even yeah, if there was granite. an earthquake, it wouldn't even move. Like that is correct. There's so <laughs> much science involved in fitting players on greens that maybe wasn't available 15 or 20 years ago.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I and we're on this journey, I would say 15 years, 15 years plus. We've we at Ping have have really done a deep dive into the science of putter fitting. Um, but I think it's important for the golfer to know that it's not all that, you know, because all those, the psychological aspect, choosing the right model, falling in love with the model, using your intuition, these things are still very important. So we don't want to tip the scales of all science. We kind of, again, kind of going back to that Venn diagram approach. It's like, you want to marry the art and science together. And that's ultimately what we're trying to do, Shane. But you know uh we we wanted to ask a lot of questions around putter fitting just like we do with driver fitting and iron fitting and things of that nature it's like what are the mo- most important aspects of of putter fitting and putter performance what are the biomechanics and then how can we develop fitting protocols and tools for our fitters and customers to make better decisions so we've identified some of the big staple things. Obviously, you want to get into the right length of putter, and you talked about adjustability on irons and woods. We have a couple. So we've had a couple solutions in the last five, six, seven years where we can telescope the length of the putter with our adjustable length. I
0: had an answer. Oh, I had a Scott. I had a Scottsdale. I mean, I had to have used it. Right when that adjustability of the putter was available, I have it. I have it in my golf closet right here. I probably used it for like six years. Yeah. But I love the fact that depending on kind of how I'm feeling that day or that week, or even sometimes with the
1: shoes you're wearing, you could adjust the putter a little bit higher. Yeah, totally. I mean, we we've seen on the PGA Tour. I think at the U.S. Open a little bit ago, uh, some of the players were talking about, "Oh, I had to trim my putter down a quarter of an inch." Now, let's say you're the everyday golfer, you got to go to the shop, you right. got to get a new grip, you got to do all the stuff. If you have adjustable length putter, that's just whoop, yeah. one turn Use of the, the screw, screw and, and, and there it is. I I think and I there you Two go.
0: iterations of that. It was very very cool. But so I would say one of the keys to a putter. So at least for me, is yeah. I'm coming in there. And I want to look at something I like to look at. And I'm yep. sure you get people that come into the lab and they go, I'm I'm like an answer style putter or I like a mallet totally. style. And how hard is it to change that for a player if through the process of fitting you see more success in a model that maybe they're not married to and they walk in the door?
1: Yeah, that's shame where we can really use data okay. is kind of this uh this mountain of evidence to help help the player, right? But that's the number one thing I think you nailed it is when when folks come in, they gotta fall in love with the model of the putter. And so the science side of putter fitting, and the most important principle outside of length we talked about and line goal, which you know are very important. We don't want to ignore those, is getting the right what we call stroke type of the putter. And that's based on, this is like, this is like I'm holding a pen right here, right? In my hands for those listening. And I go to sign my name and I'm going to sign it in a certain way. Your signature is your signature. And the same thing is for putting. So if you sign your name super quick, you would do better with a lightweight pen, right? If you sign your name really slow, you want to get that super heavy pen. So this is kind of, I'm oversimplifying it, but there's this biomechanics there where we want to use the weight of the putter. And fit that to the player's tempo, and then the other big one that comes even before that is we based on so, how much somebody put applies torque. So I want the the listener to pretend like they're have a GoPro camera on, and we fix it right on the end of the putter, and we're looking down the shaft at the putter face, and how much torque or twisting the golfer applies with their hands is a major lever that we want to marry up to how much basically toe hang there is on the putter. And if we can marry those two things together, magic things happen with repeatability of your putting stroke. You're not fighting it, so to speak, uh, in your putting stroke. And that's the number one thing. So we want to kind of marry the head weight, stroke type, and then have options in model styles which are blades, mid-mallets, mallets, right. all kinds of alignment archetypes we could talk about, and then marry those two things together, right? And that's kind of, again, I talked about this kind of, this pyramid approach where we kind of build up. We want to build all those things and then mer- and merge them together. And then ultimately, a lot of times, Shane, we'll get down to having like two or three different models that fit the fitting characteristics from a, from a biomechanics, tempo, stroke type standpoint, And then we want to go out and maybe play a game on the putting green and see which ones do better out uh, outside of the lab environment. Then we take them into the real world, create an encore simulation, and, and kind of have go through a game like fitting outside. I
0: want to know how many people paused the podcast and then signed their name and thought, is this pen the right weight? I've never thought about this before. <laughs> Marta, you're a true freak by uh, by thinking about the weight of the pen in terms of your speed of your signature, but I think that's why you are who you are and what you do. I, I've been very impressed with uh, iPing, with what you guys have done at Ping, and yes. in terms of giving people the option of getting fit in the lab with I but also having an option to send it to somebody at their home and having them go through that process. When did I ping start? And could you talk people through how I ping works? Because it is going back to the signature and the pin weight. It is simplifying all the things you're saying to basically five putts for a player.
1: Yep. Yeah. So kind of an interesting story on iPing. So I went to the Colorado school of mines and mechanical engineer and we did a project where we, we I remember in a lab project where we hooked up these sensors to a mountain bike and we went out and rode the mountain bike around campus and got <laughs> all this data and brought it back in and we analyzed it. And in this sensor, our our measurement device, so the microelectronic measurement uh, device called MEMS which are accelerometers and gyroscopes and GPS and they allowed you to take all these cool measurements of how much the handlebars rotate and how much you're going like this. And so fast forward that was in 2000, you know, 2 when I graduated from that. So fast forward to like I forget the exact year but it's around 2008, 9, 10. It's when the iPod came out. Right. And then they they launched like a second or third generation that was built for playing video games. And so that's when Apple added gyroscopes, which allow you to very precisely measure the rotation. This is like y'all pitch and roll on an airplane, the rotation. So I actually was like, holy moly. I wonder if we can measure, use this to measure how much rotation you have on on a putting stroke. So so
0: this is going back to your, this is going back to college days for you. I mean, this is literally stuff you used in college now getting applied once almost the technology caught up to what
1: you guys had done on the bikes. Exactly. It's kind of that thing like eventually your cell phone will do everything. And That's we're, right. we're kind of we're still on that journey. Right. Um, so yeah, once they add the gyroscopes, I catted up a 3D printed, like a little snap-on cradle to a putter, put it on, printed on our printer. I, I remember doing this at home, printed on our 3D printer, snapped it on, uh, downloaded an app where we could get like the raw data sensor data, took some putting strokes. I was like, oh, this might be able to do it. The math got really hard for me to figure it out, so that's where I had my colleague, Dr. Eric Hendrickson, uh, do the math to to start calculating, okay, how much face rotation, can we get tempo, can we get long angle, and all those things. And sure enough, it worked, and so we've still been using Iping, we've continued to develop it, and what it does, it allows you to see things in the putting stroke that even the most skilled fitter or skilled player cannot see with the naked eye. Like you cannot, we've, we've actually tested this. You cannot predict tempo. Somebody can be like a fast total time, but a slow tempo ratio and it kind of tricks your brain. Like you can't do it. Or somebody can have a very inside, uh, uh, path, but not rotate the face a lot. And they would still be better off with a, like a more face balanced putter or somebody can have, I think tiger wood stroke is kind of like this a more of a straightish path but a lot of face rotation okay so they put a lot of torque on the putter so it, these things you can't see with the naked eye that's where the tools come in and then IPing allows us to re- measure measure repeatability of your putting stroke which is something so key to solving for in putting you don't necessarily need to chase a tour average number for stroke type or tempo or or you name it you want to kind of find what you're going to be able to repeat the most. And then we incentivize that in the fitting process.
0: So again, I mean, trying to simplify this to your, to what you've said in terms of what the person is going to expect to see is basically it's an iPod touch that you click yes. onto the shaft of your putter and you're hitting five balls with that. And it, and it does it, does it test three or four things? How many things is it kind of testing as you're going through those processes?
1: Yeah, so I ping we at the core, we're measuring five main five things. Pings. We're measuring a few other things in the background, but we're measuring <laughs> your 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 uh setup shaft lean. So we can actually get a, a measurement for how consistently you lean the shaft. That's your handle forward or handle back. We measure your setup line goal, and then we also calculate that at impact, right? So we can measure, we can compare those two things. That has a lot to do with the uh, getting the right length and lie of the putter, making sure the optics are good for you. We need to tweak setup position, things of that nature. Then we measure how much the face rotates on the backstroke and forward stroke, and that's strongly correlated with how much toe down you should play in your putter. And again, you can't see that with the naked eye. Then we measure your tempo. That's your time of backstroke divided by time of forward stroke. A faster tempo player will generally but not always do better with a lighter headweight putter. Slower tempo generally do better with a heavier putter. Um, and then we measure, I'm missing one in there, Shane. We also measure, yeah, no, I think I got it because of loft and lice. Those were, those were, uh, those are the other two variables.
0: Yeah. Mixed in there. I mean, I I've done both iterations of this, Marty. I've had the one sent to my house and got to do it right behind where I'm at, kind of on my mat. And then I had one in the lab as well. And I'm always just so fascinated by you know, you're, you're seeing it through the processes of different putters and you're getting to see in real time with a score, which again, like we're simple beings here. I mean, we're golfers, like scoring yep. is all we're really looking for. Right. I mean, what'd you totally. shoot today? How many greens did you hit? How are your putting stats? How'd you drive the golf ball? You guys have put this into a score for players. I mean, there's a leaderboard to your right, right now. Some <laughs> exactly. of the best numbers, shout out to my buddy, RJ, who's on that board as an <laughs> amateur and one of the better putting numbers you guys have ever had. But, yep. I mean, there's a literal score that will show you where you kind of sit in terms of handicap by how your putting stroke works efficiently and repeatability-wise.
1: Yeah, so when we when we developed iPing, and this is like the early days of launch monitors. It's kind of like a launch monitor for your putting. It's like, okay, you get data. Well, what's it mean? What do you do exactly. with it? That's the most important part. So we developed, Shane, what you're talking about, this calculation called your, your putting handicap. And the way we did that, we had everybody at ping. We literally went around to the corporate desk of folks because you could do IPing right there and your are right. just on the hitting carpet. five balls. And we're like, what's your hand? We know everyone's handicap here. So we're like, what's your handicap? Give me five putts. And we tell them, hey, try to be as repeatable as you can, kind of block style putting. And we measured their repeatability. That's like your standard deviation. Like, how much variation do you have? And we developed this beautiful correlation between your actual golf handicap. And how repeatable you are with your putting, and we use we actually use the pingman robot to set. I forget what we actually have there. And I ping is the best handicap. It's like you know plus eight or whatever. Right. It's the most repeatable. And and uh, and then so we saw this great correlation between your repeatability and your actual golf handicap. Well, then we started applying that to. Let's have you Shane putt with a putter that has a certain different characteristic to it, weight to it. Face rotation characteristics, what have you, and we saw this predictive quality that the better your IPing putting handicap, the better you would perform with that putter out on the golf course. That's what ultimately matters. So then we could start using that score to f- compare, contrast, and fit putters.
0: How are you trying to push that technology forward? Because I know there's been a couple of iterations of IPing already. As you, I mean, I know you're a guy that's looking years ahead. How do you guys perfect yes. this technology and make it even easier and better for the consumer?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Shane. That's a great question. So right now, the consumer can go on Ping, ping.com, go to find a fitter, and you go into the filters, and you can find a fitter close to you that's using iPing 2.0. Okay. Oh, so that's awesome. So we're catering you as a, uh, a custom fitting tool for our fitters, number one, for to fit all of our putters out there with our uh, with our retail network and our fitter network and then number two the experience you went through which is really cool Shane is our PLD custom program. Heck yes. So that's where you you will you can either come here to to where I'm at right now and get fit for your putter or we can do a remote experience which we call telefitting and that's that experience where we'll actually ship you an iPod mm-hmm. and you get it in the mail and you we guide you through doing several sessions on iping and we use that data set up a telefitting like this uh, to drive the putter fitting process and the customization process because we wanted with that pld program we wanted we had a rule for ourselves and i was kind of part of that decision where we want to have every player be fit for their putter we don't want this to be just kind of order putter you think is right for you we want to kind of marry those two things together yes let's put on the Custom sight stamping, customization, all those things that are super important to the player. But let's also have those fitting metrics uh to go along with it. And then a few other new uh features we've added to iPing too that we could touch on.
0: Yeah, no U two album on the uh on the iPod that gets sent out. That's not like automatically downloaded <laughs> on there. And also you do have to send the iPod back. That is not something you get to keep as like a memento yeah. to uh to previous technology. But uh yeah, you mentioned the PLD program. It's, uh, it's been really cool to see. I, I have my original PLD putter more of like an answer style. Um, I've gotten into more of a, of a mallet style as I've gotten a little bit older. Maybe my stroke, um, hasn't been maybe as consistent. I mean, I like heavy, I like weight in the way I putt. So moving over to, um, mallet has been nice for me, but I think again, getting fit for a putter I feel like it's something that maybe I didn't ever expect to be an important part of the golf experience. But once you get set up with something that a, you like to look down at and B is creating the numbers that are helpful and around your handicap, or maybe even better than what your handicap is, you can really get set. And I mean, it goes beyond that. I mean, groove depth, right? I mean, do you like a firmer putter? Do you like a softer feel? Um, You can go through a million different iterations of grip. And I think that's very important, right? Is this grip, good for you how big are your hands how small are your hands there are so many steps that go into the right putter for someone and i feel like the PLD program has been exactly that is it's a high end putter that does everything that needs to be done to get you on those greens feeling the most comfortable possible
1: yeah and you touched on some some very key areas Shane like just being able to customize the 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 face texture um You know, anyone can test this for themselves, right? All you have to do is put on your noise-canceling headphones and putt with a couple different putters or grab a range ball and then a softer compression ball and putt with them and see if you can tell the difference in the feel. I don't need to answer that for you, but the answer's probably going to be no. Like, sound is everything in putting. Like, the acoustics is virtually everything. And so by changing and customizing that face texture – we can make little adjustments and we we've we've heard this from some of our our players we've uh, we've interviewed in the in the tour truck chain. They're so particular about the sound feel and their perception of how how the speed comes off the face that that's a variable we wanted to put in there. And then grips, man, we've done a lot of research on putter grips like it's not just pick the one you like. there's there's some major science behind it that goes back to our founder Carsten having a bent shaft in his putters to a point where the shaft went closer to the middle of the face to get putters to perform more like a face, face balance putter. And then the USGA kind of banned that then putting a bend in the shaft really high. Obviously we can do bends down at the bottom. So he got creative and bored the uh, hole in the grip off axis and created the pistol grip. So many people, Hey, the famous, you know, Best player in the history of golf used a putter grip called the PP-58. That stands for ping pistol. Well, the reason why you'd want to do that from a science standpoint is to point that upper hand more towards the middle of the face and make a slight arc putter perform more like a face-balanced putter. So it's even the amount of pistol in the grip, we can kind of dial that in for your putting stroke. There was nothing more Tiger Woods
0: in the fact that he had that same grip on his putter for like years and years and years <laughs> using different manufactured putters but he was convinced and he was he was set on that putter grip being the grip he was going to yeah. use. It was yeah. just amazing. amazing. Um yeah. real quick uh I I wanted to ask you this. I know it's not necessarily about putting but it kind of is. You said something about sound earlier and you you and I've talked yeah. about this and you've you've changed the way I practice. Literally you have changed the way I practice because you made this point to me when I was in Scottsdale. It's not great to practice with headphones on. This is something I used to always do. I'd always yeah. be listening to a podcast or listening to music on the range hitting balls, and we're taking away feel for the practice by not being able to hear everything as crisply as maybe you need to.
1: Yeah, and I, I get it that, it, I mean, even me, I'm like, oh, man, I, I love listening to a podcast when I'm chipping or putting or something like that, but I'll I'll do it now, but I'll turn the volume like really Super low, low, you yep. know? So, but yeah, I think in the, in the, in the ideal state, you would not be doing that when you're hitting balls. Acoustics is so important to the feedback. I mean, when we fit wedges, for example, you want to, you, you know, a good fitter uses the sound because the sound gives you a clue about the timing of the bounce interaction with the turf and the ball interaction. Right. I mean that you ask any good fitter that's fitting wedges outdoors. And you're like, well, you kind of like the one that's going to have that nice click to it. You don't get the, the double hump means you're kind of hitting the ground first or thinning it or whatever. So yeah, acoustics is, is a huge deal. I know it's a hard thing to do. I know it's a cultural thing, but I think from a purist standpoint, if you, if you can, uh, you know, throw your, throw your, uh, AirPods on at the gym instead of while you're practicing, especially when you're chipping and putting, it's a huge deal.
0: Yeah, it's weird when silence happens in modern society. You're going, wait, this is so weird. These are birds chirping. I don't know what the hell's going on, but I guess I'll be into it. Um, How much tour feedback have helped you guys with different types of models with your ping putters?
1: Yeah, our tour feedback's been huge, Shane. And I think, I mean, it started with our founder, Carson, going back again, uh, kind of spending so much time with our tour players. And now fast forward to the PLD. And we have our master uh, putter designer, Tony Serrano, who leads our designs that we do with our tour players. And we've, we've we've really catered through the PLD program. And then the ones that have been super successful, super popular with both our tour players and PLD, we bring them into our mainline putters. I think a couple of good examples, we launched the Tyne model, which is our kind of fork style archetype model. And we're working with Cameron Champ, and he he really got particular. He's like, "Hey, man, I love this model, but I'd like to see it smaller in size, shrunk down." He wanted a center shaft version. Then he kind of was working on some changes to stroke mechanics. He wanted a you know a heel shafted version. So that time Four was a really good one. We work with Cameron Champ on uh, the Oslo and the PLD family. We work with Terrell Hatton on very particular. We spent some time with him talking yes. about how particular he was with his putter designs. I mean, Victor in the DS 72, we literally designed that putter with Victor Hoblin, and that's a putter. Anybody can go out and get both in our PLD family and our mainline line line putter models. And it's been fun to, to work all those little levels of nuance into the models. Shane, another one that you said, uh, a, a good analogy for yourself was Tony Finau. He came in, he's like, man, he used the answer putter, um, answer style putter for a long time is like, man, I just don't want to go all the way to a mid mallet. Right. So we developed the answer Two D literally for Tony Finau. Um, and that's a putter has been super popular, kind of that big style, uh, answer model, which it doesn't, you don't have to go all the way to a mid mallet putter, right? So it's, it's, it's a tweener model. And that's exactly what, what Tony was looking for. And we developed that putter for
0: Marty, why, certain people use center shafted versus other types of shaft insertion levels on putters. Like what's the yeah. difference in what fits what type of player?
1: Yeah. So if you have more face rotation, again, kind of measured on ping, if you rotate the putter more, torque it more, you will generally do better with a more face balanced, uh, putter. So that could be a center shafted or it could be one, with a long neck on it where it hangs face balanced, or it could be one with a double bend or what have you that hangs more face balance. Now there are some exceptions to that, Shane. You can, let's say you're a golfer that doesn't rotate the face a lot, but you tend to pull your putts. Then uh, we see this really strong measurement. in A lot of our testing we've done that if you pull your putts and you go to a putter with more toe hang, it will deliver the face more open. So again, oh, that was the metric I missed on IPing Shane is delivered face angle. Okay, we measure your delivered face angle. That was the fifth metric I, I missed there. And if you, if we, if we're say, okay, you don't rotate the futter, putter face a lot, but you pull your putts, we can measure that on IPing. We can put you into a more toe down putter to bias that delivered face angle. So that's a really big deal. And then we can also use offset a little bit. How much offset you have on the putter? that we've seen a correlation there, more offset, generally speaking, there's always exceptions in putters, so you got to kind of always put this caveat on it, but generally speaking, more offset, the player will aim the putter a little bit more left at address and deliver more dynamic loft, so if you tend to not deliver enough loft on your putter, not only can we change the actual static loft, we can also use the offset on the shaft and pick a right model to kind of tune in your aim and uh, your delivered face angle. What goes into
0: new putter designs? Because it feels like, you know, I, I mean, I, I've felt like this for a long time. Oh, I'm sure they're, they've are they checked all the boxes. There's no way they can come out with a new putter model. And then, I mean, I think the dock was one that was just completely crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's been so many iterations of new age putter designs where all of a sudden there's something that we didn't know existed what goes into introducing a new a completely new model to kind of the the ping off the ping line when it it feels like we've seen so many um come through over the last you know 70 80 years
1: yeah i think it's like okay you, you want to kind of have these uh, kind of fundamental principles or a box that you play within. Like, okay, we know we need to have uh, different stroke types. We know we need to have different head weights. Then you want to give yourself permission to have creative solutions that might be a little bit outside the box. Shane, I think a great example, one of my, one of my personal favorite th- stories over the last like five years was we had Alan Solheim who's John Solheim's brother, okay. he had the idea of, hey, we should design a putter because he, he goes and plays a lot of scrambles, fun events, what have you. He's an aging golfer, still in great shape, but he's like, hey, we should have a putter for the older golfer or you name it, any golfer that can p- pick the ball up off the green. And then he was like, hey, what if we had it? You could actually get the ball out of the hole. So we were like, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, some people like laugh at you. The idea, oh, let's design a putter. that gets the ball out of the hole. Right. Well, sure enough, Shane, we did it. We named it and we branded it the fetch because that's exactly what it does. It fetches the ball out of the hole. But turns out we had this surprising result. That was our number one selling putter in that putter family for like six <laughs> months, the fetch. Because it solved a real problem yes. for a golfer, right? sounds like a gimmick, but solves a real problem. You know, so many people have those little things that you oh, pluck the, the suction ball. And you put things. On <laughs> the the suction things. My uncle and my dad have had them. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. But the fetch, we have a ball alignment feature. And actually, the putter being small ha- helped players focus. And we had one of our top players on the LPJ tour use that putter for a long time. Then my favorite story with the fetch was Lee Westwood used on the DP World Tour. He's winning a big, big event in in Abu Dhabi and i actually sent him a, a message because he was leading i was like hey lee it would be epic if you if you plucked that ball out of the hole on the green on, <laughs> on the, the last on the 18th yeah hole. look this up go to youtube look it up lee westwood literally did it he held out his last putt won the tournament from he putted it in from like a foot put his fetch down in the cup raised his hands and we still have that that picture over here uh just outside the hall here at the proving grounds he's doing
0: he's doing a commercial for you guys it's like we don't even yeah, have to, we don't great. have to hire any actors we're dialed on it that was this. my
1: dream yeah, yeah designed the fetch a tour player wins with it and plucks out their winning putt
0: uh Marty <laughs> you mentioned earlier um you know everybody's handicaps at the the ping campus there's a lot of people that work yeah. there um, is there shifting and in, in kind of acknowledgement for who has the best handicap and does that move a lot? I mean, is there, is it a competitive top three?
1: Oh man, it's good. They, well, we're, we're recording it this week during the, the U S senior open. We got Will Yanagasawa, our, our rep who works in the tour department par- playing in, <laughs> he qualified <laughs> he's so the leader like right in now. last year. Exactly. Last year we had a, a, a field rep, Rick Bell playing the U S senior open, one of our our uh, sales reps in the Northeast. Shannon Johnson won the U.S. Women's Mid-Am like four years ago. So, it, it, Shane, I tell you what, man, it is very competitive and it does move around. I I just want to know how many pluses there are. Is it? I mean, you'll have to
0: get the number it, at some point. I can I can only imagine lot. it is going to be a high high number. It's like going to Whisper Rock and you go. These are literally all the people that are pluses. This is so wild. You know, I mean, the putting thing is. Is so cool because what I, again, I've gone back to this a lot as we've chatted, but what I find so fascinating is finding solutions for problems that golfers probably don't even realize exist. Exactly. And I feel like with IPing and with the continued push for simplifying the technology, technology is advancing by the second it feels like in our society and simplifying that whole process so everybody can understand it. I mean, again, going back to a leaderboard and a number and a putting handicap, all of this stuff is something that you can actually look at. It's quantifiable. And I feel like yeah. with Ping, you guys do an excellent job at trying to quantify all of the science in the months and the years that go into certain projects so that everybody can understand it because golf can be very complicated, and these things yeah. aren't complicated to somebody that's coming into the lab.
1: Yeah, I agree, Shane, and 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 but we I want to stress this point again that we're not ignoring the intuition that you have to fall in love with the player, right, right. Putting is really like the art and science. I mean, I think an analogy would be like you see some of the 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 golf purist uh, be like, oh, green readings and art, you know, everything breaks towards this, and then you got like all the players out there crediting their latest wins on learning aim point, right, which is right, science based thing. These aim pointers aren't ignoring their intuition. They're just adding to that. And so we want to do the same thing on putter fitting. We're not, we're not ignoring that you need to fall in love with your putter. And there's those aspects, but we do want to bring in the right amount of fitting and science. And again, marry those two things ex- together. That's what I'm so excited about on both our PLD program, Having an IPing out there to help our fitters. Hopefully the, the conversations like this will help the everyday golfer. If you do nothing else, get on iping get on blast get on something that can measure your face rotation and know what that is and have that in mind when you go pick how much toe down there is in your putter if you do nothing else that's the 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 basic most basic fundamental takeaway
0: marty what do you say to people that are the Change the putter once a month, or they have the six putters in the closet, and when one's not acting right, it's it's immediately to a new one. What what do you say to this? I mean, I, are you in this I, camp, or or, or like <laughs> wh- like what do you say to people that are always kind of switching the putter depending on
1: how they're rolling it? Do do you Shane? Do you know Debbie Cruz here, at, uh, who was like a researcher yes, here at ASU? Yes. So she actually did a study on that 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 um, indicated that it is actually helpful to switch putter models often. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So there is don't a little bit of this. science out there. Don't tell me this. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. There I, is a little bit of science out. I would have liked to.
0: I would have liked to dive into that study and see who they who she talked to and and exactly. how do you get the the data there. Are you a same putter all the time guy, or, or do you change a decent amount?
1: I think I would be like, and again, I go to the fact I love having these conversations around with the with our tour staff because we're asking them, we're asking them that same question. I think I'm kind of the same. Like I love the catch model. We we've we've diagnosed and put players into kind of four different alignment types of putters, and I'm definitely the one that likes a long continuous line from the back of the putter to the front. And we've done some really cool research where we where where we have golfers where eye tracking goggles. This is the fun. This is the coolest thing, Shane. <laughs> we track where golfers' pupils are looking, and they can't tell you where they're looking. We see people looking at their left toe, their knee, <laughs> the late the labels on the shaft. That's why we don't put labels on the shaft. It was distracting the eye of the player. Interesting. This goes. This goes into some things that have done out of free throw shooters that are really good. They've done this with Steph Curry. He has the quietest eye when he shoots. So in putting, we've seen that same thing. So we want to have putters that induce quiet eye. Like we don't want to have a lot of distracting things. But if you're a player like me, going back to my favorite model, I look at the very back of that line, the very front of the line, and I use that to aim my putter. That's why I've always used that that putter model. I've stuck to it unless it's misbehaving. Then I'll take it out. But then I'll go always go back to that catch model.
0: Yeah, you fall back in love with the one that you really know you want to use. That's like the tournament exactly. tournament mode. <laughs> I, I've always I was uh, I love the customization program with PLD as well. Um, you know, are you a line on top? Are you a line kind of on the totally. base of the putter? Do you want no lines at all? Is it dot? I mean, you guys do different colorways. Yes, with PLD. I mean, again, this goes back to more what you want to look at. And, and what you do you want to present is just something cool, but the customization options are, are relatively endless as well.
1: Yeah, that PLD has been great in that regard. And we see how many different alignment types that our tour, tour players use. And again, it's fun to be able to pass that along to anybody participating in that PLD program. Uh, and again, we marry not only what you think you want, we bring in our scientific research to help you make that good decision. And that's kind of the sweet spot of that, that PLD custom program. I'm going to
0: post my putter on Instagram when this episode drops, just so you can see some of the customization options. I've got a little, uh, like an equation, if you will, on the base of my PLD putter that has kind of my family involved in it. But again, little things you can do that you know, make it yours. And again, I think that's if we've seen anything with golf over the last few years, it's, it's cool, personal stuff plays and that's head covers that you want, you know, that are, that are yours at your clubs. There's so many brands out there that are doing such amazing stuff in that world. It's towels, you know, from your home club or from your local golf tournament that you want on the bag. It's not the, you know, the clip, the, 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 the towel on your bag. Now, And obviously it's gone into the golf clubs as well. And I think the putter is probably the best place to present that in the bag outside of maybe your wedge stampings is having that putter kind of tell your own story.
1: Yeah, it just it just goes to show Shane that like putting is such like an it's such an emotional thing, you know? Yes, going back to what we've started the conversation with. You need some good vibes, you know what you know what I'm saying? Uh, and I think another fun thing on the PLD Shane is that it was the number one putter model at the NCAA men's national championship over here at Greyhawk this year. And you should see, just like yours, you should see all the customization we did for our college players on those putters. Which is super sweet. You know, especially with their different team colors and everything like that. It's but it's such an awesome program. And uh yeah, throw yours out there.
0: I will I will post that on Instagram. Marty, uh, great chat. I, I find I find this stuff incredibly fascinating. And listening to you talk about it, because you obviously have seen so much of this from iteration to now being available to the public to now being yeah. available to get shipped at your home and do it yourself. It's so cool to find the solutions for issues in the golf game, because there are more issues out there than even golfers realize exist. And I mean, you know what, again, going back to what I said to you is there are things you guys are working on to even improve and perfect everything you've already tried to solve and uh and i find yep. that so fascinating so appreciate the time as always now i might go practice putting with no headphones uh outside in the backyard exactly and uh <laughs> and hopefully the putter behaves marty it behaved this week it was nice to see putts go in i heard that there is nothing I heard some rumors better than, in the northeast uh, there's nothing better than 12 footers to save par i think that's my favorite golf shot in the sport is when you make the relatively mid-linked putt To save par and keep the round going. Uh, That will keep the dauber up. I'll say that.
1: Yeah. Shane, give a little, give a, don't be shy, man. What'd you shoot? What'd you shoot in your uh, last tournament? Yeah,
0: played in the Ike. Uh, It's one of the Met majors out here. Shot 71 71 and closed with 66 and drove it, dude. 66. Oh, man. I hit the driver so good, Marty. I mean, it's so fun when you're driving it it well and you're making putts. It's like the perfect recipe. And yeah, yeah. yeah, the, the, the ping. That's, by the way, that's my first tournament with my new ping clubs in the bag so like you know yeah, I, I had that's it, right I'd had the driver I had the three wood but like new irons I'd had the crossover in there before but my new irons my new wedges and my new putter like a full tournament you know three-day tournament yeah. that was my first one yeah. and I top 10 did and uh it was fun nice. my dad was out here and he was watching so it's fun man. we don't get to celebrate golf much it's fun when you get to celebrate it
1: yeah, low round of the day. I mean, you should low round of the day in any tournament against anybody, but especially that one, Shane, that's legit.
0: I appreciate that. Keep I appreciate going, that. Thank you so much, Marty. This is the Ping Proving Grounds podcast. We'll be back next week.